0: This is Inside Marketing, brought to you by Dentsu Aegis Network and Irish Times Media Solutions.
1: Welcome to the first episode of Inside Marketing. Today, we're discussing the value of brands and how investment in long-term brand building can drive better business results. I'm joined in studio by David Haig, CEO and founder of Brand Finance, an organization that helps businesses understand the value of brands, and Shenda Lochnan, Group MD of communications agency Dentsu Aegis Network. Welcome to the show, guys. Hello. It's great to have you on the show. I thought a great way to start would be first to define what brand means. And David, I think you're the man to answer that one.
2: Well, I think the definition that's given to it by the ISO, who created a standard in brand valuation, is a set of legal rights which, if they're invested in properly and promoted over time, acquire distinctiveness with customers, favorable responses from them, which results in value.
1: From a customer perspective, how important is brands? Because I heard you talk about this before, and it's a great way
2: to distinguish good from bad. Well, the point of brands, and it's always been the point ever since the 19th century when brands really took off, was to identify the source of a product, the quality of a product, what it stands for, and to simplify a decision. So what they say that when you're in a supermarket, you make a purchase decision within about 10 seconds, and brands make that easy. And the same thing is true in all sectors.
1: To make this useful for people from a marketing perspective, if there's a hierarchy, the first thing is start with your brand. So a founder builds a business come up with a brand, and then marketing becomes the distribution or the selling of that brand.
2: Well, what we always say is that if you're a business, you've got to have your corporate strategy right first. Then you actually have to have a business strategy and a marketing strategy. And that hinges on a whole range of fundamental IPs. You know, you can't make a good brand if you don't have good technology or good service, or good something. It's got to be distinctive, and the brand comes last. You put the brand on it so that everyone knows what it is, they know to go and buy it. So you must have all the other stuff working well, or you don't get a successful brand.
1: How important is the brand and the investment in that brand from a long-term perspective in the value of the brand over time?
2: As a brand owner, you make investments in a whole variety of different things, which leave impressions in the minds of consumers. They remember them, and they'll come back and buy your product ever afterwards. The problem with a lot of finance people is that you have to invest heavily up front and go on investing before you start getting the return. So frequently finance people want to cut the expenditure in the short term. But if they don't cut it, if they buy the the idea and are willing to see investment, the return keeps coming back for year after year after year, which is why we can put a high capital value on it.
1: And Shenda, from your perspective, brand building in Ireland, what are good brands that you see? Are businesses investing in brand? Because you don't get that impression a lot from the Irish market.
0: Unfortunately, I don't think we are investing in in what we would call long-term brand building. Yes, we're investing in in brand, but I think we're probably in an era of, let's call it short-termism or maybe performance, where we're much more focused on short-term returns. And we're neglecting the the long-term brand building initiatives that allow us to build brands in, in, in the longer term. And I think there's probably... Any number of reasons for that, but probably I think one of the most uh, visible reasons is as businesses. I think we focused the last, let's say, 10 years or so on digital. And that has brought with it this focus on instant results. And and if you like, that's become a, a drug that I think we as marketers have become a little bit hooked on. You know, so we're we're really interested in seeing the performance of our activities and our marketing efforts. What happened yesterday? What happened last week? What happened last month? And we're not spending enough time, I think, thinking about the longer term impact. So I don't think we are looking as much at long term brand building. And of course, it's it's the balance between long and short. But we're not looking at the long term as much as we should.
1: Why do you think this is? So David mentioned you build your company, you build your product, and then you put a brand on it. So people recognize that. Obviously, getting that out to the marketplace to imprint culture and imprint minds of people becomes really important. How is there a disconnect between that and the actual marketing on the street?
0: I think, first of all, as I said before, that getting hooked on short-term results. But I think there's another let's call it, issue that we as marketers have to deal with, which is when you look at longer term brand building, it's much harder to quantify the things I'm doing today and to say how they're going to deliver in the future. And that's why I think the work that David and his company are doing is is really important because it helps brands put a real quantifiable value on that longer term brand building and those initiatives. But that's really, I think, a, a key thing for marketers. You know, let's say we spend five million on a, a TV campaign, being able to say, what is the return on investment that that will deliver for your brand within 12 months, 18 months, two years? I think that's 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 critical. And that's difficult to do. And I think that's maybe some of the reason why we tend to focus on on the short term.
2: I think to some extent, it's a cultural thing in Ireland. Irish people tend to be very down to earth. uh, Whereas you find in places like France and Italy that they're a lot less down to earth. Sometimes they're quite pretentious. And actually, they will big themselves up and be very self-confident. My impression is that there aren't enough Irish companies that believe in themselves and would go out on the world stage. So part of it is that cultural thing. In Australia, they have a thing called the tall poppy syndrome, where, you know, if you put your head up, you get chopped off, so everyone keeps their head down. Uh, And it's it's quite similar, really. I mean, basically, you have to be self-confident and go out there and think you can build a great brand.
1: So one of the big problems is this, David. You've identified maybe it's a bit of tall poppy syndrome. Maybe it's that we're a little bit shyer about actually putting our head above the parapet. But also there's a big glaring question, which is if you think about any protocol or procedure in a business, it needs to be led by a north star of that business. It needs to be led by a strategy. And so many times, and I'm sure you see this as well in digital in particular, is businesses go, we need a digital strategy or we need a marketing strategy. And the poor person who's responsible for digital or marketing is going, what's our strategy first? Where is the business headed first? Because in absence of that strategy. All other strategies just fall by the wayside and they're oftentimes just activity for the sake of activity.
2: Well, I heard someone the other day saying there's no such thing as a digital strategy, that really you have a business strategy and the digital is there tactically to help you achieve it. That sounds a lot more sensible to me. Basically, digital is just one more channel, and there are many different channels. You can have distribution, you can have people, you can have conventional channels, and you can have digital channels, and it's all just part of the same thing. The question is, what is your business strategy?
0: And I think it's also worth focusing on actually understanding business, and that's another thing I, I think that we need to, in some ways, grow up a little bit, and as marketers start talking about business as much as we talk about marketing and marketing being a means for us to deliver on our business goals. And I, I think that's that's the critical point. And one of the ways in which we can, I think, improve investment in brand building is by being able to take a seat at the top table with the CFO of a company and, and, and speak the same language. And, and that's the language of business and understanding that the marketing efforts and the investment I'm going to make is going to reap returns in the form of sales. And I think investment is an important point. All too often we talk about marketing as a cost, but actually it's an investment. It's an investment in your brand to deliver long-term business results. And I think that's important.
1: And one of the things you mentioned earlier on, Shenda, was the idea of, call it branding fast and slow. I think of that Daniel Kahneman book, Thinking Fast and Slow, was branding fast and slow. There's slow branding, which doesn't yield quick results. And this is often where a lot of CEOs or Mm -hmm. business leaders fall short, where they're expecting, I market, therefore I should see sales happen immediately versus actual slow, gradual brand building takes time. What's your exemplars? What type of businesses
2: are showing up in this area, building brand slowly but surely? I think one of the interesting things from our studies, and we do an analysis every year of how much intangible value there is in companies. And that is that here in Ireland, uh, there's a huge amount of intangible value and intellectual capital in the companies here. Ireland has the fourth highest level of intangible capital of anywhere in the world. may not realize that. Software businesses and all manner of different businesses. And one of its great exports is the people. And I went to a Gateway Ireland event in London a little while ago. And one of the statistics that came out was that 65,000 Irish people are on boards of directors in the UK, and it's the highest group of foreign, if you call them foreign, people in British companies, and it's double any other group. And that's because Ireland is full of such talented people, it goes over there. A good example of that would be Willie Walsh, who came over there, took over British Airways and became the CEO, and is now running IAG. He's gone from strength to strength. I mean, he he not only understands how to run an airline, but he's very smart about how to run brands. They've come in for a lot of criticism in British airways because they've been cutting costs. But interestingly, they've simultaneously improve the product, and they're just about to relaunch. I think he's done an absolutely brilliant job. He's a great advert for a, a, an Irishman who knows how to run a company.
0: I think that's interesting you mention IAG, because actually Aer Lingus is, is a client of ours here in Ireland. And I'd say even in an Irish context as well, they're a, a great example of a company that understands the value of both long-term and short-term brand building. So the work we do for them is as much about building awareness of roots and of the brand itself. And you probably know that it went through um, a whole brand image revamp earlier on this year, but also we're investing in lots of cutting edge work in AI to improve our short term business results. So they really are a company that look at both the long term impact of building a brand because they know the importance of that, but yet have pressures constantly to deliver increased efficiency in the short term. I, I think they're a classic example of that.
1: And can you give us another brand, another Irish brand that you like to work with that have an eye on the future and the present?
0: Yeah, I think another interesting brand that we're doing a lot of work with is MasterCard. And I, I find MasterCard a really interesting brand. You know, they've had a, a really clear proposition for some time now all around Priceless. And they've been able to, through sheer consistency of building out that proposition, they've been able to extend that into through to their CSR initiatives. They've been able to extend it through into sponsorships, into all aspects of the brand. So they've been really good on that brand consistency piece. But I think what's really interesting about them, I don't know if you saw just a couple of weeks ago, but they've decided to drop MasterCard from their logo. And they've done that because they recognise that the world is changing and that it's no longer going to be about the plastic card, you know, with Apple Wallet and things like this. But they've been able to drop the MasterCard from the logo just purely, I think, because of the investment they've made in a long-term basis on their logo, on the visibility of their brand assets that has allowed them to do that. And and, and what they also say is that by getting rid of the word MasterCard, they'll have more freedom for their logo to appear in digital formats that tend to be smaller. So to me, that's that's a brand that's really sort of got one eye on the future and is thinking about how they can really leverage their assets and is really looking at at long-term brand building. Another interesting thing, again, that you may have seen is that they are now starting to think about... well, is the future likely to be more aural? than visual or equally aural. And they launched their Sonic logo at the British Open in Port Rush this year. And I find that really interesting that they're starting to think now about how does our brand actually behave in an aural fashion. So they're a really interesting brand and how they leverage the assets that they have.
1: Yeah. And that's the topic we'll be talking about on the next episode of Inside Marketing, chatbots, voice, et cetera, et cetera.
2: There is one thing I'd, I'd like to comment on. And that, that's B2B brands here in Ireland. So we've done a bit of work with Smurfit Kappa, Kerry, and this morning we were listening to Glenn Dimplex. And it was very interesting. There's something about the Irish culture in the way that it runs companies of that kind. Always very inclusive, always operating on a partnership basis, frequently retaining local brands, and creating a culture that people really enjoy being part of. It's not overt Irishness, but it's a way of running companies that seems to be very, very popular, and it definitely seems to work it wouldn't surprise me to see a lot more Irish-led B2B brands going global.
1: Moving away from the brands, let's talk about the people who work in this area and let's give them something that they can work on. For example, I'm a, an older marketer. I've been in marketing for quite some time. What kind of skills do I need in today's current business climate?
2: Well, m- my perception of business, and it's the foundation on which our business is built, Our business is called brand finance and we say we bridge the gap between marketing and finance and that's what we're trying to do all the time. Unfortunately, most companies are very siloed and so they talk jargon amongst themselves and they don't really talk to each other very much. Finance is a terrible example of that. They really talk in jargon and people don't understand them and they're terrified of them. Marketers very often shrink away from engaging with finance people and that's Terminal, really, because if you cannot get on with the finance guy, understand the way the business works, put what you're doing in the context, you're never going to get anywhere. So really, marketing people, it's a bit of a cliche, really, but marketing people really do need to understand how businesses work and why they make the decisions they do about financial issues.
1: And this is why, Shenda, you're saying marketers need a seat at the top table. They need a seat at the boardroom.
0: Absolutely. But you have to start speaking the same language, you know, so both sides have to start speaking the same language. And for marketing, it's about being able to have quantifiable metrics that actually show that the, the work you're doing, that the investments you're making are, are reaping rewards. And, you know, I think us as agencies, that's the onus is on us to help our clients to do that. So to find out what are those metrics that we can start using as proxies for sales in the short term while we we look at, at, at longer term brand building uh, initiatives. There's a very nice event, actually. David spoke at it um, just a couple of weeks ago, which is an IAPI event. And it was called, I thought, very nice title, Putting Brand at the Heart of Your Financial Strategy. And I think that's that's really what it's about.
1: From your perspective in an agency world, what are the type of characteristics that you want from a brand manager or a marketer that help you work well in partnership?
0: Well, I think it goes back to some of the things we've talked about uh, just a few moments ago, which is a really clear understanding of the business strategy. I think that's got to be num- number one. And then an understanding that there are things that we can work together on that will drive short-term impact. And then an understanding of where we want to see ourselves in one year, two years, and planning for the future, and actually looking at, at that short and, and long-term uh, planning. And really, if we can work together in partnership, I think that's that's how we deliver the best results.
1: And David, from your perspective perspective. perspective those kind of killer clients that you love working what are the characteristics of those guys
2: the best clients are ones where the marketing director is very smart and creative but also has an extremely good understanding of business and what you nearly always find is where you get someone like that they fairly rapidly get promoted out of marketing into general management and from there to become ceo i know lots of them like that they are always the best people to deal with
1: so they have human skills beyond just marketing or or is it just business strategy business acumen
2: Well, you know, an all-rounder knows how to understand the marketing strategy and how to put it in the context of consumers, but also is inevitably good at communicating. And one of the communication channels is through to the finance people. Because, you know, a good friend of mine in London started off as a Whitbread brand manager, ended up as global a CMO of Heineken, came back to the UK and is now running Chapel Down Wines. And he is brilliant at marketing and all sorts of initiatives, but he goes to the city and makes presentations to the city, and their company has gone from strength to strength. Sort of an all-round guy who understands marketing, but absolutely talks the language of the finance guys.
1: And, Jenna, then, from an industry perspective, I suppose, to sum up, what can the industry start doing to raise the game here in Ireland in particular, what can we do to start raising the game about investment in brand, investment in marketing at a high level to drive business results?
0: I I think there's a couple of things we can do. First of all, we can work on metrics and start really understanding what are the key metrics that, that we can use to evaluate the success of longer term brand building efforts. I think we can start bringing case studies to the fore more and actually demonstrably showing the value of brand building initiatives and how if you make the investment, you deliver uh, better longer term uh, business results. And then I think, you know, maybe on a sort of a, an associated topic, it's it's almost like we need to return to the fundamental principles of planning, which we seem to in our, let's say, our rush to, to embrace digital to seem to have thrown some of those out of the window. Those fundamental principles of how you build brands still apply. And I think there's a, if you like, there's a little bit of work that we need to do to do to return to some of those principles
1: okay and david for you if you were stuck in a lift with the industry what would you say to them
2: uh well actually it's to do with brand Ireland and uh, the irish nation um we were talking about it this morning actually at notre dame where the principal was basically saying that he found it slightly odd. He heard some students talking about going to Notre Dame, to American students, and they were sort of going, so why would you want to come to Ireland? And Then, then he was going on to explain what a great place it is, and you know it's creative and it's got everything going for itself. Brand Finance has been publishing a list of the top nation brands Since 2006. So, for 13 years, we've been publishing it every year. In the last two or three years since Brexit, Ireland has shot through the roof in terms of the strength of its brand and the value of its brand. It's grown by 110% in the last three years. Its brand goes from strength to strength. And the interesting thing is, almost whatever the outcome of the Brexit negotiation, Ireland is going to do well out of it. Because when we're out, it won't be English spoken in Europe, it'll be Irish. And the Irish will have a very strong hold throughout the whole of the EU, and the world. And this is one of the things we were talking about this morning, just the global Irish brand strategy is there to try and make Ireland much more successful in trade terms around the world. And it looks pretty certain that that's going to happen. My sense is that there's a huge amount of opportunity for Irish brand owners and Irish brand managers to promote both their products and themselves. And, you know, if you look at the Irish brain drain... The number of great Irish people working in the UK and and America and elsewhere is very high. So it's all about self-confidence. And I think possibly sometimes here in Ireland, perhaps, um, uh, they get overtaken by the uh, down-to-earthness and forget just how good they are.
1: I heard a great saying once, and it was that if you don't blow your own trumpet, others will use it as a spittoon. So (laughs) I think we need to do that more. We need to blow more trumpets. David Haig, CEO and founder of Brand Finance. Shendon Group MD of Dentsu Aegis Network. Thank you for joining us. Thank Thank you. you. I'd like to thank our partners, Irish Times, Dentsu Aegis Network, and our partners here in Collaborative Studios, Shane and the team. Thank you.